Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We'd like to welcome you to today's show. And can you believe we're already recording our eighth episode? Wow, that is quite an accomplishment. So we are really excited to be having all of you join us today. Before we get started, we want to remind all of our listeners to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will always give shout-outs to our listeners who are able to leave us a review, and that just helps more listeners find our show and be able to share our message with an even bigger audience. So please check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And now on to the show. So today we're going to be discussing Disney Resort categories to help you figure out what best fits your family. And later on in today's show, we'll be joined by Lisa Reese, who can help you with all your Disney vacation planning needs, including picking the best Disney Resort for your family. So we're going to go over, there are technically four types of resort categories. Could you list those four categories, Chris? Character-based? No. Geography-based? No. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what are the categories for the resorts? Me, like, what do we, the resort we stay at, at Port Orleans Riverside, yes. most of the time, what kind of resort is that? Oh, it's a mid-tier. Close. Moderate. Moderate. Oh, all right. Yes. I know yes. so, yeah, so there's a real fancy and that's... fancy, <laughs> and then moderate, and then budget. Um, close. So if you are like Chris and you're not sure those different resort categories, we're going to help you figure those out today. So the four resort categories are value, moderate, which moderate is what we tend to stay at, deluxe, and then there's vacation villas, which those are basically the DVC, which is Disney Vacation Club. These are rented out by vacation or are used by vacation club owners, but as a regular person, you can rent those out as well, and the public can have rooms there. And we'll talk about those a little bit later. So first off, let's start at the base category, which are the value resorts. So these include the three Disney All-Star resorts, which are All-Star Movies, Music, and Sports. We also have the Art of Animation Resort, although when you look at that one, the price teeters a little bit higher and then there's Disney's Pop Century Resort. So those are all of the value ones. So with these here's a little bit of a rundown of them. Most of these rooms sleep four guests plus you can, there is space in them if you have a baby that's in a crib. They're 260 square feet and there are some which at the Art of Animation you can find these. These are family suites which sleep up to six guests plus a crib. And these have 520 square feet. I can say that the Art of Animation Resort, which is a sister resort, it backs up to Pop Century, has like Little Mermaid themed rooms, Lion King themed rooms. They look really awesome. We've just never stayed at the Art of Animation Resorts before. I personally, on the All-Star level, I've stayed at the movies and... Actually, I think I've stayed at all three. I've stayed at movies, music, and sports. And we've also stayed at the Pop Century. I think I just recently stayed at Pop Century in October 2018 with my friend, and they had just redone all of the rooms. I have to say, typically, I tend to lean towards moderate. I was very pleased with the changes at Pop Century. It made me even consider that I would stay there on future trips. So Pop Century has different themed rooms for the decades of the 1900s. So they have a 50s area. My friend and I were in the 60s area. And so when you look at those, 
though they have 80s and 90s a lot of fun different themes um, with the art of animation as i mentioned you have some of the different movie theater or movie themes and when you look at the value resorts here it's where you're able to stay on disney property but you're getting it at a more budget rate. So when you look at this, the transportation, there's typically one bus stop at all of these resorts, which means unlike when we're like at Port Orleans, where you can go to multiple bus stops, everybody's at one place. So it can be a little more crowded and congested. There's usually just a food court. And with these, the food courts can get pretty busy as well. Lots of families with kids stay at these resorts. I can say, I don't even know. Do you remember when we stayed at Pop Century? It was when we were planning our wedding. We did not stay at Pop Century. Yeah, we did. We did not. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't? No, it was when we I... went down for planning our wedding. I never I never stayed at Pop Century. Okay. I've been. My mom stayed at Pop Century back in March. Yes. I took her back to her room, and I got to see the room. But no, I never spent a night, one night in Pop Century. What did you think of the rooms? When oh, you I went thought it was right? quite nice. I thought the the, the remodel, the remodel, it, it was bright. I thought the furniture was clean. Um, you know, the flooring was nice. I mean, like it had the kind of faux wood floor. But again, I mean, I think the the main thing is you're going to Disney to be at a park, not to be in a hotel. I mean, I think a fool goes to Disney to sit in the room all day. So it is what it is. And then in regards to what Vanessa mentioned. About the distance, I did notice that. I mean, having to drive her, I think I had a rental car, and I drove her, and it was a, a ways away. And I can only imagine being on a bus and having to make it. And so I think ultimately, you know, time is money at Disney. And what is it like? What, for example, for for Pop Century to Port Orleans, like what is the rough the rough price difference between the two? Um, it depends. Now, I was looking at some dates in April because I will be down in that area for work, and I noticed that there was at least a $100 difference per night, depending oh, on well, what night. Yeah, so there is quite a difference. Now, like Chris mentioned, you do see a huge, um, there is a big disparity when it comes to transportation and things, because when I was there with my friend, there were several times that we just took her rental car over waiting for the buses. The buses seem to come on a fairly regular basis. It's just, it's quite crowded. Um, so those are some things, but I can tell you, uh, the value resorts were my family's first entry into staying at Disney itself. We always stayed off property up until I was a little older. I saved up some money and asked for us to be able to stay at one of the all-star resorts one night. And we did when I was in high school. And since then, my family's never turned back. So if you've never stayed on Disney property, it is a good value for your dollar. You can get access to the early fast passes. You get the access where if you want to add on the dining plan and all these different things. So you do get that even if you may not have some of the amenities of the other resorts. So moving up, you have the moderate resorts, and this tends to be the band that we typically stay at. As we've mentioned, I think, on many of the episodes, Port Orleans Riverside is our um, probably favorite resort, the one that we frequent the most. But the other moderate resorts include Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, the Cabins at Fort Wilderness Resort, Disney's Port Orleans Riverside, and Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter. I can say out of these, the only one that I have personally not stayed at is Caribbean Beach. Now, I have stayed at Coronado Springs once or twice. That is the one that, of course, they're doing quite a bit of construction. And it does tend to have a little bit more business travelers because the convention center is attached to it. 
the cabins at Fort Wilderness. These are kind of nice. They're unlike any of the other moderates, just like we talked about how at Art of Manimation and the Values has the suites, which tend to cost a little more. The cabins at Fort Wilderness are a little pricier because they do sleep more. They sleep six people. Although there's only one bathroom, so I don't know if it's a good idea to have all six with one bathroom. But depending on your family size, um, they have a queen bed, a double-sized sleeper sofa, and a bunk bed. And there is a pretty much a full kitchen. You have a full-size fridge, microwave, a two-burner um, stovetop. You can also have pets stay in your in the cabin. You can have up to two dogs at the $50 per night. If you go back and listen to episode five with Abby from Polka Dot Paws, we talked a lot about the different resorts that allowed you to have pets. And the cabins are one. I can say probably if you were to bring a dog, that would probably give you the best option compared to a regular hotel room. Then you have Port Orleans Riverside. They are another one that has some additional sleeping because a lot of the rooms have some flip down trundle beds and we've had experience with these. We've had when we were going down when we were in college and Chris would travel with our family, he slept on the trundle beds before. Nice. Yeah, I've slept on the trundles. I love sleeping on the trundle bed. When we've had family go down for our vow renewal and also our wedding. We've had quite a few people use the trundle bed. So it is nice. You do have some of those rooms where you can have up to five people in them. And Port Orleans Riverside is the other moderate resort that allows dogs at the additional cost. Now, when you look at um, all of these rooms, most of these are around 314 square feet. So if you remember a few minutes ago, I mentioned there's 260 square feet in a, in a value room. These are 314 square feet. So you're getting a, some extra space. Um, it does allow you, again, you can have up to four guests, but some of these rooms you can have six at the cabins and five in some of those Port Orleans rooms. There's also some suites at Coronado Springs. And um, when you look at the sizes, it is does give your family some more space. So going to those cabins, like we talked about those family suites at Art of Animation, the cabins at Fort Wilderness have 504 square feet. So they do give you a little bit more space. I can say I've not been disappointed with any of the moderates that we've stayed at. We really like the amenities and for our budget, it just tends to be a good fit for us. And when we travel, we tend to stay at, I would say, mid-rate kind of hotels anyway. So these kind of really fit in that bandwidth. And I don't know, what have you been happy with staying at the moderates? Oh, yeah. I just want a place to sleep. I mean, I really, to me, it. it I'm happy with a trundle bed. <laughs> I think the one reason I like where we stay is that it's, Vanessa is wonderful at getting us into Buildings. Buildings, yes, yeah. yes, that's the word. Um, I was going to say segments, but that's not the right term. But getting uh, segments that are near the bus line as well as near the food. And I think, you know, again, at Disney, you're walking. I mean, that's, I think, yeah, the no key matter thing, where. No matter what you're doing. But being close to the bus is important. I mean, again, for us, we're, we're up, we're out of the room no later than nine, and we're usually don't go to bed before midnight or even one. So for me, like the amenities, it, it's, I'm a guy who sleeps in $20 Airbnb rooms, so I really don't care. <laughs> but not when you go to Disney. Not when I go to Disney. No, no, no just no. when I do other travels. <laughs> so when we look at the moderate resorts, again, it depending on your family and your budget, that might be a good option for you. And then moving up, we have the deluxe resorts. Now, there are a few of these we've stayed at. I can say there's not as many of these that we've stayed at compared to other categories. So you have Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. 
Disney's Beach Club Resort, Boardwalk, Contemporary, Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Polynesian Village Resort, Wilderness Lodge, Yacht Club, and then another resort that will be coming into this category over the next year is the Star Wars themed hotel. So I will tell you, um, out of these, I've, I've personally stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I've stayed at Grand Floridian. Chris and I have both stayed at Grand Floridian. We've both stayed at Polynesian. I've also stayed at Wilderness Lodge with my family. So there's a lot of variety in these. So Animal Kingdom, you have the ability, you look out over the savannah, you're able to see the animals. Beach Club and Boardwalk are adjacent to Epcot. Those are actually on my bucket list. Those are some hotels I really want to stay at because we love going into Epcot and World Showcase. So those are kind of next on our list. And Yacht Club is also there as well. Um, when you look at Contemporary, Grand Floridian, Polynesian, you have the Monorail Resorts. Wilderness Lodge is nice because you do have the boat that you can take over to Magic Kingdom. Um, and they have some nice restaurants there as well. Um, so when you look at these rooms, their standard rooms are 344 square feet. So a 30 more square feet than you have at the moderate. So not a huge amount of extra space, but they do give you a little bit of extra space. Um, when you look at Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge, they have um, some suites that are huge. You can get up to a thousand square feet at some of the um, oh, suites big. there. Yeah. So imagine you can have a lot of people in those. And at the Grand Floridian, these also sleep up to five. And so these rooms are a little bit bigger at 440 square feet. We just stayed there again in March after our vow renewal. We had a night there and we had been there after our wedding as well. And it is nice to stay there. Um, it's a much different feel than you have at some of the other ones. And then the last category are those villa resorts. And again, these are primarily, these are Disney Vacation Club for people who have purchased um, property rights within that. But you can rent points from people. We've done that on several occasions. We've rented points and we've enjoyed that. We've stayed at um, several of the resorts, which I'll mention here in a few minutes. And you can also just book them right through the Disney um, website. I would suggest if you're interested in staying at any of these villa resorts, rent points. There's some very reputable Disney um, service providers that you can rent points from and you can get them at a much bigger savings than if you were to go on the Disney website. So the villa resorts include Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas, Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort, Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Disney... Boulder Ridge? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. Do you remember when we went for my aunt's firework cruise and we were going by and they were building the things on the water over oh, by the campgrounds? Yes. yes. So those are what is Boulder Ridge. So that was in early 2017. We saw the construction happening and they've opened over the last year. I've had actually Lisa, who's going to be on the show later. Her and her husband have stayed there. She has really? some, yeah, she has some nice pictures from there. So that is cool. It is nice. Um, we've not been able to check those out. There's villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney's Old Key West Resort, Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, the Treehouse Villas, and something that's coming very soon is Disney's Riv Riviera Resort which will be the 15th DVC resort. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the ones that we have stayed at. And again, we've rented points um, from some reputable individuals to be able to do this. We've stayed at Disney's Old Key West Resort several times, and I've been happy the times that we stayed there. Those rooms are a little bit bigger. Um, we were there pre and post remodel. And those were nice. We stayed at Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows. So we've stayed at a regular room. I've stayed at a regular room at Polynesian and also in the 
villa rooms. And we've stayed at Disney Saratoga Springs several times as well. We've rented points. So here's a little bit of the breakdown of how these villas work. There are studios, one bedroom, two bedroom, and three bedroom villas. We have personally only stayed at a studio. So these range from 316 square feet for a studio up to, there is a 2,500 square feet, three bedroom grand villa at the boardwalk. What? Yeah, bigger wow. than our house, bigger than our house. So most of the rooms, when you start at the smaller end, the studio rooms sleep up to four guests plus a baby. The grand villas sleep up to 12 guests plus, plus a baby. So these really have a wide range of aspects. And again, if you have a friend or a family member or somebody who has a DVC membership and you can have access to that, can rent points or book through Disney, these offer some really nice amenities because a lot of them, they have some sort of cooking thing. So even the studios have like a microwave and a fridge and things like that all the way up to those grand villas that have a full kitchen. So when you look at the different resort categories, you really have to look at the size of your family, your budget, and then also just overall what you're looking for for your family. And so when you're trying to decide what's going to be the best fit, you may need the advice of an expert. And when we look at who our guest is going to be today, our guest today is Lisa Reese with Pirates and Pixie Dust Destinations. And she is going to be showing us a little bit about what you can get from having an authorized Disney vacation planner book your next Disney vacation, and she can probably help you answer some of those tough questions regarding the different resort categories and what's the best fit for you. Exactly. I think the nice thing about, especially what the service offers, is that if you're new to Disney, it gives you just an opportunity to ultimately have the best fit because, you know, Disney's is such an important decision in terms of money. You know, spend the right amount of money to get the the right experience. And again, oftentimes, you know, people might defer towards Pop Century, but when you realize at the end of a long day, that bus ride can make your day even longer and then having an additional time. So with that, you know, again, I think it's going to be interesting to hear what she has to say. Yes. Yeah, so without further ado, we are going to hear from Lisa from Pixie and Pirate Destinations. I'm going to tell you a few things about her and then we're going to get her right on the phone. Thank you so much. All right, we would like to welcome our guest, Lisa Reese with Pixie and Pirate Destinations. She is a authorized Disney vacation planner. She's going to tell us how she can help make your trip a little bit easier. Earlier in today's show, we were talking about the different resorts and the different categories that exist. So she's going to be able to help you with all of your planning. And Lisa and her husband were also married through Disney. They were married on the on a Disney cruise, though, and we were married at Disney World, and they were married the same year as us. So that is awesome. it's very exciting to have Lisa on the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So we always like to start off our shows with an icebreaker question. So it, what is your favorite Disney park and why? And it could be any park anywhere around the world. My very favorite Disney park is Disneyland. Okay. That to me is where the magic is. Like that's where Walt Disney like used his own two hands and helped build that park. And when I walk into Disneyland, it's like the one place that I truly do not have a care in the world. Right. I don't need Mickey Mouse. I don't need rides. <laughs> I don't need Dole Whip. Just that overall happy feeling that I get in Disneyland. Right. Um, Magic Kingdom is a close second, of course. And 
with being on the East Coast, my husband and I get to visit Magic Kingdom a lot more sure. often sure. than Disneyland. Um, sometimes we go to the Magic Kingdom for nothing more than just to watch the fireworks, which right. are my favorite part of any Magic Kingdom day. <laughs> yes, yes, mine and too. While I'm still morning wishes, happily ever after is growing on me. Yes, it, so. has, it is nice, that's <laughs> for sure. Much better than I anticipated. Each time I see it, I like it a little bit more. My husband Pete's still on the fence. I haven't <laughs> completely converted him over, um, but he's a diehard Wishes fan and Always. just won't give it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm th- I will probably be in his company when Illuminations leaves. That has a special place in my heart. So when that leaves, we had we had it for our wedding and our vow renewal. I know I will be probably in the same boat as Pete with Wishes once that leaves the park. Shows they like touch like a part of us. Like yes. it's not just the fireworks; it's what they mean and represent, and how they make you feel, and the memories that yes. they bring back. And like he had, my husband had never visited a Disney park as a child, oh, so wishes was all he knew, right? And now it's gone. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> well. Sad. I will definitely feel that way with illumination. So tell him I can definitely relate. That's for sure. <laughs> so we always like to hear, of course, we want to have you tell us a little bit about your business and what are the services that you offer that are connected to Disney? I am the manager of Pixie and Pirate Destinations. We are a travel agency that's very heavily Disney focused, okay. as you can tell by the name. Um, <laughs> We also help plan universal vacations, cruises, sandals, beaches, all kinds of trips. However, Disney's where my heart lies, and it's where I sell, you know, the most of. Um, And that's I have so many return clients that I started um, in 2007 when I was planning my wedding. Okay. I didn't want guests to have to call Disney. I wanted to be <laughs> in control. <laughs> right. I wanted to make sure that all of the people joining us on our wedding cruise were booked correctly and that ultimately they had an amazing time. So I started in this business long before like social media was right. what it is now. And I had a handful of clients that first year in addition to my wedding guests. So through word of mouth, and all of my amazing Disney bride friends, right? <laughs> my business grew into what it is today. About, I guess it's been about eight years ago, I left the original travel agency where I had started with, which a little weird tidbit is the owner of that agency is my husband's boss. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and she was his boss then, and then he, she went somewhere else, and now she's his boss again. But okay. not at a travel agency. Okay. And, um, so we're still friendly. I actually booked her Disney trip last year. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> I was hired by Pixie and Pirate Destinations um, about eight years ago. So I've been the full-time manager for five years now, and I love my job. I love helping people navigate their way through planning a perfect Disney vacation. Um, and it's... The perfect job, for, like, everyone always says, like, if you do something you love, you feel like you don't work at all. Well, I do work. I work right. a lot. Sure, yes. <laughs> but it is such a rewarding job that, like, there's so many parts that go into a Disney vacation that 
Sure, anyone can go online, do a few clicks, and have a trip booked. But I'm able to assist clients in every aspect of their vacation yeah, planning. Yeah, there's so much beyond. There is, from the time of year to visit the parks or go on a cruise to the accommodations, in addition to dining reservations, fast pass planning, touring plans. And one of the things about using a vacation planner is that the price is exactly the same right. when you book using a travel agent as when you book directly on Disney's website. So if you're not using a travel agent, you're essentially paying for a service that you're not receiving. Right, that's true. That's a great point. And, like, it costs nothing. Right. <laughs> it costs nothing to you. So um, there's no reason not to do it when you can still be in as much control of your trip as you want. I have clients all the time who say, you know, I love di planning dining. I want to do my own dining. Or I have, like, a park touring plan that I love to use. And that's one of the beauty of using a travel agent is that you're still in control of your vacation right. and your My Disney Experience account. You can be as hands-on as you wish, but one of the biggest benefits of having a travel agent is that we're there to watch out for discounts, yes. like when infamous <laughs> yes. free dining discounts release. I've been up working to get it applied to all of my qualifying clients before most of them even wake up. Right. Um, we work... At our company, we work in a team concept. So I have a team of agents who, when there's rumors that a discount's coming out, we all set our alarms, like somebody sets theirs for 1 a.m., somebody <laughs> sets theirs for 1.30, and we get up and check all night long. And sure. the second it's live, everyone gets a text, and we're on the computer working. Wow. And so usually I'm done by the time the phone lines even open, where... If you book direct, you have to call in and sit on hours, yes. on hours, and hold time. I know personally when Disney Cruise Line, which is near and dear to my heart, right. <laughs> when they um, open up for, like, the next round of cruises. Last year it happened to be I was on vacation. I was in Arizona visiting my in-laws. Okay. We were there for a week. I saw them maybe a total of five hours in that whole week because I was on the phone with Disney Cruise Line from the time they opened oh until goodness. hours after they closed every single day. Wow. Um, because I would call in to get pricing because pricing wasn't released online. Oh, okay. I would call in and get pricing. Then I would email clients. And then the second I'd hang up, I'd call right back and get in the hold because Disney hold times can range anywhere from two to four hours. And yes. just sitting there on hold... It, it, I mean, essentially, it can take up your entire day, and that's why if you let an expert do it, they can be the ones on hold, and they can take care of everything because they're calling anyway. Um, and like I said, we have so many backups in place throughout our agency where, especially on release days, everyone's there to support each other. Sure. And knock on wood, I've <laughs> never had a client miss out on a discount. And it's it's like concert tickets going on sale. Like, it's something you have to jump on. You can't say, well, I'll call when I get off work. Right. Because it's discounted rooms are going to be long gone. When you hit on <laughs> a good point there, Lisa, because, you know, Vanessa and I, we've been there so many times where, I mean, I have an expert in the family. But I hear from people who maybe go, 
once in their lifetime, maybe once every four or five years, and they'll say, well, Disney is so expensive. And I say, no, I, I think it's the total opposite. I think for me, I paid for football tickets. I paid $100 plus for a football game that lasts for three hours. At Disney, okay. if you do it right, in essence, you could have up to 15, 16 plus hours in the park and being active. And I think that's where you hit on because you'll, you'll hear people who go, well, oh, I'll make all my reservations when I get done. And I'm like, you don't. That, that's fact, that statement alone says you don't know how Disney works. And I hear more disgruntled people is because they don't. No, and I think that's why they need to go with an expert because unless you're going there on a regular basis, to your point, Lisa, using you as an expert makes the most sense because you get the most out of the park. It is, and I know each resort and each park. I know how all the dining plans work. I've been to most of the restaurants. Disney's recently changed their ticket types, Mm -hmm. so I'm completely trained on that. And all of your friends love to give opinions on Facebook, but... (laughs) I spend hours customizing and helping create a plan that works for your family to eliminate stress while you're in the park. And Disney, like, Disney pays me. (laughs) Like, you guys don't. And people are always like, well, why does Disney pay you? And it's like, people don't understand why they're willing to take a cut. But it's because when guests book with a travel agent, they have an overall better experience yes. and they're yes. more likely to return. Exactly. It's a, it's a smart business move on their part and it's a smart vacation move on your part because you, there's things that the average person doesn't know about. Every single time that my husband and I go to Disney, we do something that we've never done before. And every time he's like, why didn't you tell me we could go fishing on <laughs> Bay Lake. And I'm like, I can't give you everything at once, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Enjoy but something we new. Have, we've had different dessert parties. We we had, and I, I think you guys did this too, we had a dinner at the Grand Floridian. Yes, oh, we yes. did. That, yes. um, like, with a butler, and there's so many little things that somebody looking at Disney.com is not going to know. Right. And I mean, we've ordered, we just were there for our anniversary, and we had a special cake delivered at our dinner, and that we had customized so it looked like our recreation of the top tier of our wedding cake. Oh, we did that when we had our dinner at Grand Floridian. We did? Yes. He doesn't remember. I don't, I would never remember that. (laughs) There's pictures. I'll have to show him. Yes. And Lisa, you hit on an interesting piece about just like what the average person doesn't know. Can you just kind of further elaborate like what those things that they don't know and again, just to reinforce why they should use your service? Well, just the average person doesn't realize that dining um, reservations need to be made six months in advance, (laughs) and staff passes need to be made 60 days in advance. They're just like the bare basics. But then there's also, each park has like little extra things, which again, people, some people are opposed to spending extra money, which you don't need to spend any extra money to have a full day. But that's one of the things that like people who go repeatedly they always like a little extra. So there's right. Halloween parties and Christmas parties. And at Halloween time, there's a special thing that goes on over at Fort Wilderness at the campground where they show a special viewing of Sleepy Hollow. And oh, you get yeah. to see the Headless Horseman. And, um, like, there's little things like that along with fishing and 
Yeah. We've done private fireworks cruises. Yes, we've done those. And they're they're one of our favorites. And, like, I had a client just recently who she was looking for something special. They were going for their 10th anniversary. She also got married in 2008 with us. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she was... She's been my client since her wedding. Oh, my goodness. And she was looking for something special, and they were. she wanted to stay at a deluxe resort. So instead of – they were just doing a long weekend, and instead of staying at the Grand Floridian, we booked her at the Wilderness Lodge, and she did a fireworks cruise. She surprised her husband. They had oh, a cake nice. delivered to the cruise, and all of that cost less than – the two nights at the Grand Floridian would have. Wow. They were still at a deluxe resort. They had a special dinner and then got to do the fireworks cruise, just the two of them. And it was great. And she had no idea that even existed until, like, we were, you know, brainstorming over something that we could come up with that was special and unique. Um, We had, my husband and I have done like those painting classes or all the rage. Oh, I've and seen pictures from those, yes. Yes, we did one of those um, last year. We painted the castle, and that was, like, you know, that just came up, and I booked it, and we actually booked a whole trip around it. Because oh, wow. <laughs> I, I decided I wanted to do that. <laughs> but even things as little as bowling, in Disney Springs. Yes, we did like, our welcome party there for our vow renewal this year at Splitsville. And it's such a, yes. like, hidden, like, people don't realize no. that they can just take a day off. Right. Spend time at Disney Springs, go bowling, have some desserts, and yes. get a good night's sleep so they can be up bright and early to hit the parks in the morning. <laughs> right. Um, and that's when I help clients plan, we always work on like a daily itinerary and I don't book it like minute by minute because kids have to go to the bathroom right (laughs) you might want a snack kind of thing yes but I loosely plan it and one of the things that I stress is getting to the parks at opening especially with little kids those first two hours you can hit so many fantasy land rides sure and that's like I had a client recently who wanted to do their own fast passes, and when he sent me his completed schedule, he had fast passes at 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. that I talked him through reworking his schedule to make a better use out of those fast passes instead of using them the second that he got there. So it's just little things like that, and then I really get to learn the clients. I learn what they like. A lot of kids have, um, like, fears of certain rides or characters, and we can work all of that in to our plan, as well as one of the things that I like to help, like, everyone wants to eat at, like, Be Our Guest. Sure. Or, you know, whatever the special, like, new restaurant is. And reservations are hard to get. Yeah. But using, I have a list of dining reservations that I check every single morning. Oh, that's nice. For my clients. If they didn't get them six months out or if they book a trip three months out, I have a family there now. There's 15 of them. Oh, and they booked about three months ago. Oh, wow. For Christmas, <laughs> like Christmas time. They're there right now. And we were able to get them 
breakfast one day at Hollywood and Vine, dinner oh. another night at Hollywood and Vine, so they get the Mickey characters. Oh, yes, that's fun. Um, in addition to the Playhouse Disney characters. And we were able to get them um, reservations for dinner for 15 for each night. Wow. So that was quite the task. <laughs> but yes, I know. I, we <laughs> planned with the groups for our big trips, and it is definitely hard to get. And that at six months, it's hard to get, let alone three months out. And I love doing groups. I think it's because I love traveling with a group. Yes, yes, that's um, our favorite to do as well. Like, and I think it started with our weddings. Like, <laughs> they were group events. And right. <laughs> from there, like, at least once a year, we travel with, like, my sister and her kids and my dad and friends and, like, a whole group of people. So when I'm helping groups, and you just get to see, like, the dynamic. A lot of times it's the grandparents who are planning, right? you know, for their, their extended family. So there'll be, like, three or four kids and their kids. And being able to find something that works for everyone with their wallets. Right, <laughs> and exactly. Their and that everybody will like and all of those things. And it's such, like... It makes me feel so good when I get, like, a Christmas card from this client, and it's the picture of them all in front of the uh, the castle with their shirts on that match, (laughs) and there's so many people that I've become friends with from doing this. Like, I've helped many Disney Cruise brides um, with their wedding and their guests, and then they go back for their anniversaries. Yes, yep. Now, it's like I have some clients who have been with me all the way from 2007, trip after trip. I've seen people get engaged, have their weddings. Now they're having babies (laughs) and taking their kids on these vacations. And with booking with a vacation planner, like I have, I keep meticulous notes, and I can say last year when you stayed at Port Orleans French Quarter, you know, the rooms hadn't been redone yet, but they've been redone now. Or I can I so keep give notes those little of tips. people who have allergies. And, oh, wow. And, like, you just form these friendships with people. Right. And they're genuine, and you know, like, you know what they like. And <laughs> yep. It, it makes things great, especially, like, when they come back. Or I'll have people who say, two years ago, what hotel <laughs> did I stay in? And right. I can pull that know, up quickly. right away check and I can let them know and then we discuss what they liked or didn't like about that resort and I help them pick the resort for their next trip. Well and that's perfectly so because I'm a guy who's been to Disney and I don't remember anything about any of our trips so (laughs) if we didn't go to I'm forgetting the name of it. What? What's the hotel we stay at all the time? Port Orleans River. Like I even forgot that. (laughs) If we didn't go there on a consistent basis I would have no idea about like where you're going. Or where anything. we're going the majority of the trips. <laughs> I think he he keeps better track of the restaurants, maybe. Like his yes. favorite places to eat and his favorite snacks more than anything. But, yeah. And the nice thing, like you mentioned, it can be as hands-on or as hands-off as you want. I know we have a vacation planner that we've worked with for many years. And I do like to do the fast passes and the dining. 
but she's great. I don't want to be the one tracking those discounts or different things. And on our recent trip, we were staying at Port Orleans Riverside and she was watching those discounts for us. And in the end, we ended up getting upgraded and doing one of the Royal rooms at a cheaper rate than what we had booked initially in a standard room. So it's great to be able to have that option, no matter how much you want help with or what sorts of things. Because like you said, you are able to track and really plan for those important things for them. And there's so many, some people don't even realize when the discounts, because like we're Disney people, so right. we belong to all the Disney groups and this and that, but I don't love anything more than sending an email on a release day telling a client, like, your price is now $500 less, yes. and they had no idea a discount <laughs> even came out that day, Right. they were so excited and so happy, and it just... I mean, Disney is, is, is expensive. I do believe that you get what you pay for. Right. Because I've been to other theme parks. Yes, and so have we. And many other trips. <laughs> yes. And we keep going back to Disney because we know that the quality is going to be there, that the cast members are going to care if I'm having a good time. Right. or And that's what keeps us coming back. But it's just, the overall feeling of it, yeah, it's is much different. That you can't get anywhere. You can't else. get it anywhere else. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> and again, and on that note, so for people who want to use your services, where can folks contact you? Um, the website is pixieandpiratedestinations.com, and then of course I have a Facebook page, and mine is facebook.com you know, backslash, and then it's pixieandpirate.lisa. And um, so that, and then my email address is also Lisa at pixieandpiratedestinations.com. dot com. So any of those three places, I can be tracked down. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> as well as many of the Disney like fan boards. Sure. And we will make sure to put all of the information for your website, your social media links, email, when we share this information for the episode and make sure to get your information out there. And we really want to just thank you, Lisa, for taking some time out of your day today and joining us on this episode of our podcast. And thanks again for all the great service that you provide to your clients. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed chatting about it today and rather clients choose to book with me or another Disney vacation planner, I definitely recommend giving it a try. It's like having somebody in your corner who cares about your vacation as much as you do. Again, it was great having Lisa from Pixie and Pirate Destinations join us. It was so exciting to be able to catch up with a old Disney friend that I've known for quite a long time, but actually get a chance to talk with her directly. So thank you again to Lisa for joining us. And now we're on to some of our favorite segments of the show. We have the trivia up, so we'll see if Chris is able to stump me this time or how it goes. Okay, this is, since we talked about resorts, these are questions all about resorts. How, ma- how many questions are there? We'll do three. Okay. And you're going to get them all wrong, because these are tough. Uh-oh. Um, so this is regarding Walt Disney World, and you had mentioned that there's new resorts being, have, being been built and being built. Okay. To the nearest, I'll give you a 2,000 room leeway. Okay. How many rooms are there on site at Walt Disney World? I get a how many thousand? Two thousand plus or minus two thousand. Forty-seven thousand. 
36,184. No way. Yes. 36,000 was the number that was in my head. But then I was thinking they're Should, doing all these buildings. It's got to it. be. Is that's the current number? That is the current number okay. according to touringplans.com. Okay. So now I believe them. So The next question is, is which resort has the most rooms? I think it's Saratoga Springs. Not even close. No? I'll give you one more guess. Saratoga Springs has 40% of the number of rooms of the, the, the largest resort. And if you're at home, you'll out the... Oh, right Port Orleans Riverside. Getting closer, but incorrect. This one has, I would say, 70% of the rooms of this resort. One more guess. Pop Century. You are correct. 2,880 rooms at Pop Century. No wonder that place seems huge. That is the largest. Which resort is the smallest? Port Orleans French Quarter. Incorrect. No? No, not even oh, close. Oh, what is it? Well, for, for your purposes, French Quarter has 1,008 rooms. Okay. This resort has 60. Oh. 60. 60, according to touringplans.com. Is it one of the villa resorts? It is a villa resort. What's the official name of this Polynesian resort? Villas and Bungalows. Incorrectamundo. Boulder Creek. Treehouse Villas. Oh, Treehouse. Okay, yeah. At but 60. See, I would consider, I guess though they are, because when I did my list, I said they were separate, because so. they're part of Saratoga Springs. But yeah. again, I mean, that is the beauty of Disney. You can have your own personal treehouse, and you mm -hmm. can also stay with 2,800 of your closest friends. <laughs> well, I guess, hopefully some of you listening at home were able to get some of those questions correct. And as always, we like to end with one of our Wisdom from Walt quotes one of um, the great quotes from Walt Disney and kind of going along with the themes of destinations because we were talking about destinations. Of course, Walt never saw Walt Disney World um, come to fruition, but I think this quote would apply to Disney World as well. Disneyland will never be completed. It will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. And as you see the continued building of additional resorts with Star Wars Resort, the Riviera Resort, there's always something new and exciting coming to the resorts at Walt Disney World. And I'm sure through our lifetimes it will continue to grow as more and more people come to visit Disney World itself. So thank you again for joining us on today's episode. For the beauty, I'm the beast. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.